Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey everyone, welcome back to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next step toward Christ. Well, we're in week four of our High Velocity Disciplines for the New Year series. We're excited because today we're going to be talking about meditation. And I'm here with Pastor Clint. How's it going? And Pastor Grant. Hello. Guys, how are we doing today? Good, man. Doing good. Good. Yeah. All right. We're talking about the subject of meditation. So let's define meditation a little bit and talk a little bit about like what meditation is and what meditation isn't. Because today, meditation is a super popular thing. We just call it mindfulness today. So what I'd like to do is just maybe make a break between the way that Eastern religions think about meditation and the way Western religions do. So if we think about the goal of meditation in Eastern religion, the goal of it is basically to empty ourselves. Right. And the idea behind that is that I'm emptying myself because any kind of attachment in the Eastern mindset is something negative. Okay. So my goal is to remove myself of desire, remove myself of longing, hope, or anything like that, so that eventually I can just kind of, you know, disappear into the quagmire that is nirvana. But the goal of Western meditation is really not to be empty, but to be filled. That's right. So we fill ourselves with scripture and we fill ourselves with all kinds of things. What about you guys? What do you think about meditation? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I remember hearing the word, I thought of yoga. I thought of, um, like, just exactly what you're talking about. And I remember learning that meditating means you fill your mind with the word of God. And it blew my mind because I always thought I was trying to get rid of everything. I mean, and I grew up in a Christian home, but even the things that I heard in our culture and on TV, it was, you need to empty yourself. It it really is what I thought. And I thought it was the best thing for me. Instead, when I learned that, no, no, it's, it's like when Jesus says, you know, live by the word of God, mm-hmm. that, uh, that we need to do that and that we need to meditate on it, and that shapes who we are. I, I, my brain always goes, when you think meditation, I always go straight to like yoga. Sure. It always like jumps to something like that. And like, in, in the ch- especially the church I grew up in, like that was like a, don't you dare do that. You know what I mean? Like they're just demons in that Eastern religion and whatever. And it was always like, a, and so we, we never talked about meditation growing up, but uh, because it was devoid of any meaning, like any spiritual meaning for us. And um, I think that's what it means. Like in Colossians 3, we're told to let the, the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And that's meditation. That's, that's right. like savoring yeah. that, that, the words of God, like letting those um, fill you up. And um, when you start to think about it in that way, that, that again, we're not trying to get you to empty yourself, but instead to fill yourself um, with the word of God, then it seems it's not mystical anymore. Cause I don't even know what it means to empty yourself. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me to like, I'm just going to sure. empty my mind and then be fully present. Like, I don't understand what that means, but, but it, it removes the, like the mysticism from it. And instead it's like, Oh, I know how to do that. Yeah. Like I can, I can do that because, because if you're not meditating on the word of God, you are on something like something's yeah. got your attention and then therefore something has got, uh, your mind and then your affection. Like that's just, it's going to be something. If it's not the Word of God, it's going to be something. Yeah, absolutely. David in the Old Testament said, you know, I meditate on your Word day and night. Mm. 
so that I may not sin against you. So the idea of meditation is that it actually has a, an effect on the interior life mm-hmm. and the interior heart of a Christian. So as we meditate on certain things, those things begin to shape us. So in some sense, what we can say is that the things that we put in front of us, the things that we behold are the things that we become. Mm. And so if our whole life is constantly in the process of being filled by something, and most of the time for us, it's filled with stuff that we're not even consciously aware of. That's right. Yeah. Commercials, materialism, um, cultural desires, things like that. And we're not intentionally being guards at the, at the gate of our mind. Mm-hmm. And so what meditation does is it actually allows us to contemplate, to sit back, think about, and then fill our minds with things that we desire to become in God. So whether it's we want to be more patient, we want to be more kind, we want to be more loving, whatever it is, what we're doing essentially is we are focusing on that because what you look at over and over and over again determines what you become. That's right. It also connects us to other other spiritual disciplines as well. I I heard this quote um, earlier from William Bridge. It said, begin with reading or hearing, go on with meditation, end in prayer. So begin with, with either reading the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, meditate on that, and then it leads us to prayer. And, and right. it's, it's almost as if meditation bridges the gap between hearing from God and speaking to God, right? Because mm. we want to go to God with, with knowledge. I want to I, I go to God with, with some sort of understanding, you know, of, of what I need, of, of who he is. Um, and so it's a, it's a wonderful practice that, that is not a practice in and of itself for itself, right? It's not something we just want to sit there and go, I meditated today cool for and then what you know what i mean like it's it's to internalize what we're hearing about god or what we're reading god's word so that we can speak to god so that we can obey god's commands so that it leads us to living more not just meditation for meditation's sake yeah that's good so what does this look like i mean what what does it mean to meditate and like for example what does it what does it look like what does it mean practically to meditate on scripture, like how do y'all do that? How do you? We sit down, crisscross applesauce. That's first. <laughs> if your legs aren't folded, you can't meditate. I mean, you got to have a goat somewhere, right? There's a goat somewhere in the distance. <laughs> a cool breeze. What it really is, I think, is more. It's more about you know the way that we and we do this as pastors all the time because we want to read a number of different books throughout the year. We want to constantly be filling ourselves with all kinds of fresh information so that we can have something to say on Sundays and communicate something positive, helpful, and gospel-centered for people. But it's almost as if we're taking you know, the opposite approach of that. Mm-hmm. Instead of reading a bunch of stuff and skimming through stuff, what That's we're doing good. is reading something very small, and we're spending a lot of time on it. Yeah. So instead of reading an entire chapter of the Bible to meditate on, right. just take a single verse and spend an hour thinking about that verse. Yeah. That's good. Because one of the things that we'll discover is that when we do that, the scripture is more like a diamond, mm. you know, than it is a screen or even just something that's a bunch of a page with a bunch of words on it. You know, because if you take a diamond and you you look at that diamond, it has multi-different facets right. in it. So it can look beautiful from different angles. And so God's word is rich like that. Mm. And when we talk about letting it richly dwell in us, that's what it means. It means let's Think about and contemplate all the implications of this text for my life, That's right. my family's life, and you know, just how do I move forward with that? It's like if instead of you know, it's like if if you went to the Louvre and you you sped walk through it, you'd get to see the art, right? You'd say, yeah, I saw that, right? But if you stand there, you know, like a, like in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? If you stand there in front <laughs> of the piece of, of artwork and take it in. You start to see beauty. You start to see details you didn't see before. And the same thing with the Word of God, especially because we're not talking about art hanging on the wall. 
we're talking about the Word of God that says it's living and it's active, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's it's as we interact with it, it interacts with us, right? And so all the more should we slow down and and take that in. But can I tell you, like Clint, why I don't like you asked, like like how do we how do, what does that practically look like? Can I tell you one of the reasons why I don't meditate on the scriptures sometimes, like why I fail at that, mm. and that is um, we live in a culture of distraction. Like I have AirPods in my pocket right now, like I like Bluetooth headphones that at any moment I just put them in. You know, like I'm gonna go clean out the car, right? And so I go, well, I'm not gonna do it in silence like a maniac, you know. So you put in the headphones and you listen to a podcast, you catch up on a podcast or something like that, right? And and rarely, again, meditation sometimes it doesn't exist apart from like solitude or even silence, um, which is not something I always make space for. And so sometimes, again, to this, I, I think especially with meditation, I think it's very connected to other spiritual disciplines. And one of those would be carving out space for us to meditate, for us to think, you know, because sometimes we move so fast or we, or we just, we just distract ourselves so much. We don't have time to sit and think about the scripture. We don't have time to sit and think on the things that we've heard uh, from God. Yeah. We have to just constantly remember that we're filling ourselves constantly. Mm -hmm. We're not a people who are satisfied or happy with silence. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like, even if I'm at home, I, I like the television on the background or the radio or something like that so that I'm just, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing with something in the background. So That's I'm always right. being filled with something. Silence sometimes, and this sounds weird, mm-hmm. but silence can be super loud. Mm-hmm. Sometimes silence can be super loud, meaning that when I get to the place where I'm by myself and there's no one else around, it just feels like there is a just giant gap of noise when there's nothing else going on around me, because we've just become so accustomed to all the noise around us. Mm -hmm. Meditation pulls us away from that and Mm -hmm. says, I'm going to intentionally be quiet so that I can hear from the Lord. And the other thing about that is that that's what we're trying to do. What we're Mm -hmm. trying to do is not just speak to God or say things to him. We're trying to hear from him as well. So when we're listening to the scriptures and we're doing all of that, we're trying to hear what God has to say to us in the um, liturgical tradition. There's something called uh, Lectio Divina, and it was a traditional monastic actual practice uh, a long time ago where they take the scriptures, they read the scriptures, and then they'll meditate on the scriptures like we talked about a moment ago, just thinking through the implications of what that means for them. Then they'll spend some time in prayer afterwards. And it's really slow. It's really dedicated. And you're not going to whip through something like this. That's right. It changes you. But there's an effect on you. You know, Personally, there's an effect on you when you slow down like that. You're able to become more present. Mm-hmm. You're able to become more intentional and more focused. Um, today people call that mindfulness, but that's a little bit more related to, uh, the idea of Buddhism than Christianity. Maybe you're listening and you're going, man, I feel like whenever I spend time with God, it just is empty or it feels like I didn't get anywhere or I didn't hear anything or I didn't learn anything. And that's where meditation is so huge. It's this idea. It's, it's almost like a, a cup of tea. Like if you get a bag of tea and you stick it in hot water for, I don't know, 20 seconds and you pull it out and you taste it, it doesn't taste good. It's because of the, the tea bag hasn't steeped long enough. You haven't gotten the richness and the fullness of the flavors out of it. In the same way, when it comes to reading God's word, if we don't sit in it long enough That's right. and say, God, what are you saying? How are you moving? What are you trying to tell me? What are you saying about yourself? then you don't get the flavors and the fullness of who God is, and you can't really be shaped and and challenged by who he is. And so that's what meditation does is this slowing down of your life and processing of 
God, what do you have for me? That's right. You know, I just want to say just killer analogy today, guys. Like, I am all about the tea. Well done, man. That's (laughs) that's just a great analogy. I I was thinking about, um, you guys are talking about this idea of of steeping, right? This idea of slowing down and steeping and having these moments. And I've got a friend of mine at Grace Wintergarden who, one of the things he says when he talks about, he's talking about meditation. I don't even know if he uses the word, but it's really what he's talking about. He says, you know, I have a 45-minute commute. And he said, so in the morning, like I'm getting ready, and he says, I will I will spend time, I'll stop, I'll pray for my day, and then I'll read some of God's Word. And he says, you know what I do is on that 45-minute drive, I turn off the radio. I, you know, I don't I don't listen to podcasts, I don't do any of that, except for this one. He listens to this one, right? Like this is his one exception, right? On, every Wednesday, don't forget but he will he will leave it all quiet and he'll spend that 45 minutes thinking on what he's read thinking on how he spent that that time with God and and it leads him to he always says it leads into more prayer it leads into insights that he didn't have before and i wonder as you said like giving it time to steep uh, pastor clint or as you said pastor mike talking about those like creating those moments of solitude or silence or whatever i wonder if people immediately thought when, when am I going to do that? Mm. Like, where am I going to do that? The example I just gave is somebody saying, I'll I'll find the time. Like, yeah. I will, not only will I make the time, but there's more time there in our in our schedules than we realize. And he said, yeah, I used to spend 45 minutes listening to podcasts. Or I used to listen to Audible or I used to whatever. And he said, that's time that I can meditate. That's time I can allow the scriptures to, to really, like, I can allow them to steep in my life and and spend time with God, and so I wonder for for all of us who have these busy schedules, look around, look at your look at your schedule, look at your commute, look at look at your mornings, uh, look at your evenings, whatever. Um, there's I bet there's time, or I bet you can make that time to spend in meditation because it's worth it. There it's really worth is. it. Yeah, it's worth it, right? It's it's when we give to God, we always get back more because He's way better than us. He loves us way more purely than we love our, than we love him and he's way more faithful. And you see that with with Anna, right? Um when you go in the in the gospels and you see that when Jesus was being brought to the temple to be dedicated, she was an 84-year-old widow and she prayed and she fasted at the temple and you know how God rewarded her. She got to see the Messiah. Mm. She got to yeah. see the hope of the entire world yep. with her own two eyes. You think after that if they walk up to her and said do you regret the past 12 months you've spent here, like fasting and stuff? Like, absolutely. No, same thing with Simeon. With Simeon, same thing. Yeah. Are, are you are you kidding me? Yeah. I got to I got to see the Messiah. Right. I got to see yeah. the promised one. Like, I, I got to hold it. Are you joking? Like, no. How do we do this? I think there are like four steps that we can think about in terms of how do you meditate? So if, so, so if you say today, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, this makes sense. What you guys are saying makes sense. I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to set some time aside and mm-hmm. I'm going to meditate. So how do we do this? So I think there are four steps, and just think about it like this. We read, we meditate, we pray, and we contemplate, okay? So when we're reading, we're reading Scripture. But, you know, again, even Scripture itself says, think about such things that are lovely, pure, noble, good. And that's not even only speaking about Scripture. So we can meditate on Scripture for sure, but we can also meditate on things that are beautiful and good. Mm -hmm. You know, like you mentioned art earlier. That's a good thing. That's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing to fill our heart, to fill our mind with things that elevate us. Because again, what you behold is what you become. We read about certain things. We meditate on them, which means simply we ruminate. We think about them over and over and over again. Think about the implications. We pray and then we contemplate the implications for our life. I think those are great four steps for us to be thinking through when it comes to meditation. That's good. 
There's a, a book by uh, Donald Whitney on spiritual disciplines, and he um, he gives out practical ways of how to read scripture and how to help it help you slow down and meditate. And so some these are just some of the few. He says emphasize different words in the text, so you're slowing down and you're emphasizing the love of God or the work on on God working in your life on your behalf. Um, another one is rewrite the text in your own words. That's um, good. I like that a lot. Yeah, formulate a principle from the text. What does it teach? Um, look for applications. Pray through it. Memorize it. Um, what is this? What question is it asking, and what problem is it trying to solve? Um, so those are just some some different things that are helpful. You can look his book up, but it's super helpful on how to slow down, how to think through it, how to meditate on it, and how to let it just sink into your heart. I think that's even part of what happens when we do sermon prep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as we read the scripture passages, there seem to be certain words that just pop out on us. And, uh, you know, I think that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He gives us certain words and and then those words become centerpieces or cornerstones of how we're going to exegete a passage. You know, we look at the scriptures, we go, wow. Okay. So like, for example, for God so loved the world that he gave, you know, the words that pop out on me are the words love and gave. Every time I read that, I just think those are the two words that really make sense. And so I'm going to ask like, what does it mean? That he gave. Well, first of all, it means that God is a giving God. You know, that it makes sense that God would give because that's his very nature. God gave. He did this for me. You know, and we just we start thinking through what are the implications of these words in the scripture passage for me? Of course, we're gonna ask, you know, a lot of the original questions of like what was the original intention here, but you can also ask the question of how does this impact me? Right. And I think meditation is a big piece of how we get to where we're going even on Sundays. Even though, and to me, that also means that meditation is not this weird thing we've talked about before. Like it's, it's a guy sitting crisscross and crisscross applesauce. he's, 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 you know, he's on a rock up high on a mountain somewhere, right. you know, I mean, we tend to think of Tibetan Buddhism when we think about meditation, but Christianity's had a long history of, and so does Judaism, a long yeah. history of meditation. It's been a big part of what we do. And so I think what I want to do in this, in this podcast is I want to demystify it more than anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be some crazy spiritual thing that you do. Right. It is an everyday, ordinary practice that Christians do now and have done throughout throughout the history of the church. It's crazy practical. It's crazy That's practical. Right. That's why I call it a high-velocity um, discipline. Because it's connected to so many other things. Again, a lot of the ones we talked about in this entire series have led to more, right? Like they lead to – like gratitude leads to more humility. Gratitude right. leads to more whatever. And in the same way, meditation, it leads us to more – uh, time with God, it leads us to more wisdom. It leads us to more peace. It leads us to more joy. Um, and so, yeah, it is a high velocity uh, discipline that we can practice here in 2020. You know, I love that because it reminds me like when I am having negative thoughts or bad thoughts or whatever, oh yeah, God does love me. Because mm-hmm. I remember reading that. I remember praying through that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I feel that I know that I believe that it's true. When I meditate on something, it like sinks deep to where when I'm feeling whatever negative or whether it's the enemy or somebody said something to me, right. no, 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 this is the truth. And it shapes the way my day goes. It, right. shapes, it, really, does. it, re- it really does. It yeah. shapes everything for me. So You know, on our, our podcast, um, How to Think Better, that we did several yeah. weeks ago, that was basically kind of the takeaway of that podcast mm-hmm. that what we're putting into ourselves and how we think and what we let dwell inside of us That's right. actually begins to shape. And the interesting thing about it is it not only shapes just how we feel 
emotionally and spiritually, but it actually changes the biochemistry of our body. That's right. It actually changes the neurons in our brain. Yeah. And so meditation is something that, again, I think, you know, as we're thinking through like, what, what is the ultimate goal? The goal is union with God. Mm-hmm. Like our goal yeah. is to know him better, yeah. to experience him more and to slow down because life is so busy and we have right. so much going on that we just need to slow down. And we want to encourage you to do that here in this podcast today. Slow down, spend some time uh, in meditation. Well, we've come to the end of this session together. We're so glad that uh, we get to be here for you. And uh, we hope that this has been helpful for you. And if it has, make sure that you go out and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you find us on. This is Pastor Mike. Pastor Clint. And Pastor Grant. See you guys. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.